So let's say that the first chakra is red ray, and that is the foundation. This would be the equivalent of um, if you're going to pour, if you're going to make a house, you have to pour concrete. You know, it's the foundation. Nothing can be built upon, nothing can, you can't have a house until you do the foundation, you know? So that's the foundation. It's the most important thing. And what happens is, is that you and I are more like, if you can imagine a tornado, mm-hmm. a vortex of energy, mm-hmm. okay? And what happens is, is that all the energy, there's, everything is energy. Everything is full of energy. And a lot of energy is just kind of hanging out there, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's like water without a drain. Or if you're in a pool, um, uh, your bathtub and it has, it's full of water, it's just going to stay there until you pull the plug. And then what happens, mm-hmm. right? You and I are like that drain, And so um, we pull energy into us like that. You see, we use it Mm -hmm. and we get to, because we are God having an experience of being human. We get to use this called this energy. It's called intelligent energy, by the way, this intelligent energy. We get to use it to do whatever we feel like we need to do along our path. We have free will to do that. So all of this energy is coming in. And the first thing it does is it gets sucked in through the first ray. The first ray is about, will I survive this? It's about survival. And it's like, do I need to eat? Check. What about sleep? Check. What about roof over our head? I mean, all these things. And everything that we experience, everything that comes at us every second, the first thing that we measure it, and it's automatic, so we don't think about it, is, will I survive this? So think about, for example, if I have a fight with somebody um, about a check, you know, or something like that, uh, without even thinking about it, the first question I have is, uh, will my self-esteem survive this? Will my ego survive this? Everything is about, will I survive this? Um, If the answer is yes... Then we move on to the next stage of consciousness, and it's a little bit more expanded. So the first one was like this. Now it's like this. The ring is a little bit more wide. And the next question that you're, uh, you're going to process through the, the catalyst coming at you, all this energy coming, and the energy is coming all the time, but what catalysts are is anything that assaults your senses, anything that comes at you for an experience. Like right now, you and I are giving each other catalyst by having this conversation, you see. Everything is catalyst. Mm. Getting bad service at a restaurant is catalyst. What are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Like that's The question is, is what are you going to do about it? And to the degree that we handle it, however we handle it, is an indicator about pretty much where we're at. So the next, the orange chakra... If you take your three fingers and you put it like your first finger just below your navel, your third finger would be where your second chakra is. That's called the orange ray. And the orange ray center, the second chakra, that is responsible for who you are with Douglas. It's, it's your source of uh, identity. Who am I? And... 
this is also the, the source of your inner power. It's like a volcano. Think of a volcano. Like if this is the root of the volcano, the actual mountain, then this is the fire that comes up. Does that make sense? The, the power, the passion. All of that is your sac- second chakra. And it is um, going to be asking the question of who am I in this situation? So, yes, I'm going to survive it. Now, who am I? I'm the survivor of this. Or I am Douglas who's getting really pissed off at this person. And I'm pissed. And I'm going to win. You know, it's like... But it's always a question of who am I? So a lot of people who have problems with anger and things like that, the issue is, is going to be related to their second chakra. Most humans have the blockage at the second chakra. The second chakra, so you can even think of it as a log jam. If you can just picture like like an X over the second chakra. Because we'll we'll have a, um, like if there's a, a rio, and we have a lot of logs in the rio, but they start to get... Jammed, think of it that way, log jam. Right. It's not efficient. Yeah. So the log jam for most human beings, which the law of one calls bellicosity, the attitude of bellicosity. Bellicosity, no sé si bellicosidad, quizás en español, significa agresividad. Agresividad. Querer tener una guerra, querer ganar. Um, and what the law of one says is actually the fear of possession, the fear of um, the fear of someone conquering you, violating you, or the desire to violate somebody else. I don't mean like violar in, in a sentido rape. I mean like... Uh, de la, de, 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 sí, yeah, yeah. That takes place mostly in the second chakra. I'm going to win, but I have a fear that I'm going to lose. And I ain't going to lose, so I'm going to fight till I can win. You feel that? It's a blockage. Oh, it's all fear. All fear. It's fear. It's fear of who am I if I'm a loser. It's a fear of all these things around me who I feel like are competing for resources. And I don't want to be a loser. You know, so I'm going to attack, so I'm not losing. But it's, it's a fear, and then it's an aggression. And all of that is called bellicosity in the law of form. Ah, sí, sí, bellico. Bellico. Bellico, exactly. Now, um, and now think about this, if you want to know something really cool. Uh-huh. Remember it? Umbelic, uh, umbligo? Uh-huh, umbligo, sí. Funny. Comes from the same word, uh-huh. bellico. Bellico, sí. It's the same Entonces, word. Cuando estás en el segundo chakra y estás atorado. Yeah. That's right. I might, I might live, but I don't know who I really am. It's very fragile. Who I think I am is a, a winner, and I am not going to lose. I haven't defined myself beyond the win and lose situation. You know what I mean? And then, if the blockage is here, then that means that's where the problem is. But a little bit of water in a rio... Okay. It's going to get to the third chakra. The third chakra is three fingers above. So it's right here. Okay. And the three fingers above, this is about who I am in community. 
who I am in society. So, soy mexicano, así son los mexicanos. Uh, or la energía americana, you know, those are the United States. That's how they are. This is that culture. Um, and who am I in relationship with my wife, with relationship with my job? It's like, who am I in my formal relationships and who am I in my informal relationships? But regardless, it all feeds back to who am I? So we don't know who we are until we are connected with other people, right? That's how we define ourselves is in relationship. But our relationships with others, our conflicts or our harmony, uh, that's the third chakra. And then that gets, that informs the second chakra. So for example, the, the energy comes up, goes to the first chakra. Am I going to survive? Yes. Who am I? Okay, Douglas. Coming up to... Who, who is Douglas in this conflictual situation? But because the blockage is right here in the second chakra, there's going to be, uh, okay. it's going to go back. It's going gonna, it's gonna to circle back be, because the energy here is going to be basically circling back to the first one. Who am I now in this fighting situation? I'm Douglas, who's now fighting with this guy. It's going to circle back. Uh, am I going to survive this next higher altercation conflict i'm douglas i'm fighting this person and then it just keeps circling that's the energy the closed circuit of bellicosity but here's the problem if i do win if i beat this guy legally you know like through the legal like trump Or if I beat someone up to, you know, with my fists, either way, I'm going from this lower chakra perspective, I'm going to interpret winning as you losing. In order for, for this to work out well, I have to win and you have to lose. And so what's going to happen is that from now on, I may end up earning a lot of money. I may end because the whole economic system is based on competition, you know, well, a lot of it is. Uh, but so what's going to happen is I'm going to apply this now well-run engine. Brum, 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 and it's just cycling the same negative, same uh, closed circuit of energy. And I'm going to put that into everything I do. Win, lose business. Win, lose legal. Win, lose with my relationship. And the more that I win, the more I learn how to do it. If I have to beat somebody up verbally, I'm going to do it because that's what works. You see, and that is you take that and it's true for one person and it's true for eight billion people, because if you have an entire uh, human population that learns how to win and identify itself by me against you or us against them, if I learn that, then even success even if we're the richest country in the world, is still going to be defined by the lower triad, the lower blockage. Do, do you follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so even cultures can be created out of mm -hmm. win-lose. Because this is one of the things that the Law of One says that I think is really true. They say that a person who has activated the green ray, that's the, that's the heart. The green ray is the heart. Mm -hmm. See, what happens? How do we activate that? Well, you do this enough, the lower chakra triad 
and you realize, you know what, even if I win, I'm still losing. Even if I win, I've just isolated people. Uh, or maybe I've watched other people play that game and I don't want to do it. There's got to be a different way. <laughs> I win in a second, but I feel horrible because... I feel horrible, and I'm tired of the cycle. I'm tired of the cycle. So much energy. So what happens is, is that the only way to get to the heart is through surrender. You have to surrender to the fact that your identity, my identity that I have defined myself for all my life so far, has been based on uh, my floating self, my false self. The games of the false self, power, prestige, and possessions. And I've defined myself with this way, and maybe I really don't know who I am. You know? And so you get to a point in your life where you don't know... You don't want to go back and repeat the same games as always, but you don't exactly know where to go. So you're in that liminal space right here, that liminal space in the middle between the old room and the new room. And usually it's like great confusion. The movement into the green ray. Now, most people will have times in their life where they go to the green ray, where they feel connected to another human being after maybe good um, conversations, uh, time sharing could be sexual, just, but sometimes even in nature, you know, it's like th you can have moments of being in this green ray where everything fits. Everything is love. And I, I understand. I see things more holistically now. That's a, but for most people, those are states, but they're not stages. Stages are permanent. States are like, I'm going to put my tent here, but I got to take it and go back home. We're going to go camping. That's a state. Versus I'm making my house on this block and here's the house. That's a stage. So most people's stages are still down, down here in the lower chakra. And they have occasional states of the heart. But let's say somebody who is learning how to more or less stay in their heart. And that's, they become green ray activated. All right. Um, they are actually really, really vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Because they don't want to play by the old rules. They look weak, and maybe they're even judging themselves as weak. But they don't know what it looks like to move forward. Am I going to be like this, like a pushover all of my life? And I'm, you know, and here's the thing what um, the Law of One says is that for a person who is only green ray and not moved up to the blue ray, the person who's only green ray... <laughs> They are ineffectual. I mean, Ross says this twice in the Law of One. Ineffectual in the face of somebody else who has significant blockage. Because the, the, what's going to happen is that the rules in Green Ray, when you're in Green Ray, you recognize the rules don't work. It's ineffective. You know, I'm not going to do it. But you don't know yet how to balance love and wisdom. So what ends up happening is people who are in Green Ray, they end up making lots of mistakes like martyr complex, the martyr, 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 where like women, for example, is like, oh, I'm going to change this guy. I'm going to help this guy. The guy might be super machista and blocked in his lower, lower chakras, but I'm going to, I feel called to help him, you know, so that's, it's good at first, but then after a while, it's like that gravity always pulls the person who was Green Ray, now is down here into the lower chakras. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that many, many Green Ray people end up becoming very disillusioned. They become angry. 
and they move back into the lower chakras without knowing it. Uh, but they're bitter people. They're angry people. And they keep getting um, in, imposed upon, uh, violated, you know, by people who are lower chakras. And what's interesting is that... That's right. Entonces, you feel even worse. And what's really weird, what's strange is when you're in the green, when you're in the green ray, you want to help because you feel such a freedom. Do you understand? I feel so free. Let's stop doing the power of prestige and possessions. I feel so free. So you want to help people. But who are you going to help? You're not going to help other green ray people. And the people that are blue ray and, and indigo ray, they don't need your help. Who are you going to help? You're going you're gonna to help the people that are blocked because that's where you see the need but and and the people that are blocked they're going to see in you without even knowing it because it's going to be really low here on on the unconscious you know in the iceberg way down here they're going to see in you a savior or you know like okay this person is me angel you know this person is like the, the flor del desierto and so i'm gonna i'm gonna be attracted so there's an attraction the helper wanting to to help the ones that need the help and the ones that need the help see the helper as somebody who can help them get into the green ray. But because they don't recognize their self, they don't recognize their blockage, their log jam, they in, and, this per, and the green ray person is not wise enough, they're going to end up coming by just gravity, spiritual gravity, going to be pulled into that um, compact log jam of the lower chakra, which mostly takes place, as I said, in orange ray, which is who am I? Okay. And, and actually what I was trying to do right there is because one of the things you have to understand is that when a person is in green ray, the door to blue ray is only right over there. So think of it this way. I want you to think of it this way. Um, the first, second, and third floor, we're going to call them floors in the edificio, okay? They are really, really rough. Very difficult to go up and down. And when you get to the top, it's slippery, and then it's easy, and you fall back down to the first floor. And, you know, so, I mean, it's like a, a real big work just to get to the third. And then you people slide back down because it's raining constantly. It's just raining catalysts all the time. And, and screw them. They're trying to beat me on this, and I'm going to win, and blah. So it just keeps getting traps. All of that is like a rain. Hell and rain. You know what I mean? Just coming at you. Now, once you can get into the green room, we're going to call it the green room. I want you to picture right now in your mind, like a beautiful, big, huge room, spacious. It's all beautiful, like green, emerald green plants, just everywhere. Green You're just like, oh my God, I could stay here. You know, it's just, I want you to picture like how beautiful that would be, okay? And way over, and by the way, in the green room, you feel a sense of, oh my God, I never want to go back to <laughs> the mud rooms. This is great. And I got to go tell everybody in the mud rooms that this thing exists. A green ray person can invite the, the people in the mud rooms but you can't pull them by hand. And that's the mistake a lot of them because you try to pull them and they end up going, falling back in. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But once you're in the green room, here's what happens. I want you to picture like it is even. There's no climbing. It's just beautiful. And it's here you understand things. You, I want you to picture like on the walls, 
there's projections of, um, okay, here's Guillermo when he's angry, but all of a sudden you're able to see like he's angry because this happened to him and, and he's having these experiences. Oh my gosh, now I see Guillermo in like a more holistic light. I get it. And over here, me too. I can see why I've struggled in the, in the mudrooms for so long because all of a sudden it's like, well, snap. Um, my mom was this way and, you know, her mom and, oh, now I get it. I don't have to hate on anybody. And I want to tell everybody down here what this is like. But if you look really far in El Fondo, in the back, you're going to see a, be a beautiful, like, blue door. That's the blue room. And all it does is you have to walk all the way across in order to open up. You have immediate access to go into the blue room. You understand? But most people, a lot of people don't because they're so excited about this huge espacio that they want to go and tell their people and like throw down some rope. It's like, come on up here. But they're not ready because they're still fighting the fight and falling. And so they're going to be pulling and it's going to be like, you know, 500 people against one in a tug of war. And you, well, you're going to get pulled down there, you understand, without even knowing it. Or maybe you'll always have like, I have a dream to get back up there. I'm going to bring all these people with me. Now, once you get into the green room and you walk across to the blue room, the blue room is so amazing. I mean, I want you to think of, it's not just a floor. Now it's like an entire mansion. It's just beautiful sky blue. And it's so free. Because, but it's lonely because <laughs> there's not a lot of people in there. All right. But here in the blue room, you're able to say, Yes, and. Yes, I will do that, and no, I won't do that. Or, I love you, but I'm also going to put these boundaries, and I'm not going to be with you right now because of the way you're acting. I'm not leaving, but I do not want to put myself in this room. I'm not going to put myself in the mud room. So you go and, have, you go and do the mud room, and I'll be here, and when you're ready... Um, you know, I, I will be ready to go to our thing, whatever we're going to do tonight. But I'm not going to get all muddy because, you know, look at this blue dress. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? When you're in the blue room, you learn that things look totally different. All perspective, all of life from down here. You look, you look at everything on the, how the rooms that got you to where the blue room is. And you look at everything and you think, I, I accept it all. I accept it all. And I'm going to spend the rest of my time on earth not trying to change people. Because I've already tried that when I was in the blue with the green room. And do I have to spend any more time? No. Because it's like, I ain't gonna, I, why, why would you do that? In the green room only. But now in the blue room, you have the green ability, the green ray ability to like to love and see holistically. But here in the blue room, you learn that you have a huge computer in front of you. See, in the green room, there was nothing there. There was no all it was is like you just receiving all this information, like, you know, because you could see things holistically on the walls that were projected on the walls, let's say. Um, and, but you couldn't do anything. The only thing you could do is to go back into the mud rooms and, like, throw a rope down. But you tried that a million times and it never worked. You always had to fight to get back up. Mm -hmm. So anyways, now you're in the blue room. You actually look and you say, oh, my God. Um, 
I have the ability to change the, the environment out there because there's a big old state-of-the-art computer, let's say, in front of you. And the big old state-of-the-art computer in front of you means that you actually have the capacity to create programs, to write. Let's say that you're a genius at a, a computer programming. So you have a, the capacity to write computer programs um, not to change reality because that's not your job. Your job, though, is to write computer programs a little bit here and a little bit there just to kind of tweak a few things here and there on the, in the whole macro level because you realize that you do want to give to the world a sense of love and understanding. Uh, but you now know it takes a lot of time. There's a lot, everybody's on a different pace. <laughs> you have to surrender to process. And if you just tweak a few things here and a few things there without needing to people to be at your level, you can actually love people in the mudroom, especially, even more. I mean, with a real love, even romantically, you know, without needing them to change. Because you have no more need to fight. Um, and will you have a true connection? Of course. When you, can you do that? Yeah. Um, And you won't need them to match you either. You will have a true connection. But you don't need their approval. You don't need them to be on your thing. If you're a niño and someone loves you holistically, even if you've grown up, and we know this from psychology, I think I'm going to mention to you, mm -hmm. the resiliency, how to, how to help people, how to help kids in really, really bad situations. Um, If they meet somebody and have 10 minutes only of true, deep, very deep connection with that adult, where that adult says, I see you. And, and even in that 10 minutes, there's an, a deep connection of like seeing and full acceptance and love and like wisdom and affirming that person where they're at. Even if, even if it's just 10 minutes long, that can be enough. That one encounter can be enough to change their entire life because they had an encounter at least once in their life of depth. And full acceptance. Yeah. And you don't, you don't need them mm -hmm. to see things differently mm -hmm. because you've been pulled down in, back into the old room, back into the mud room so many times. And you can say, I, I see that you have free will. Mm -hmm. And you get to choose your free will. I hope you choose well because it, it looks like you're hurting yourself. But I'm not going to change my identity. I'm not, whether you make it or not, is not really going to make me feel different about myself. Mm -hmm. Just to give you a side note on that, there are sometimes when I'm dealing with adolescents here, and I know most adolescents are, are still just, you know, because those it's appropriate to be in the lower triad because you got to figure out who you are and who you are in society and all that. It's very appropriate. But if I get some tough ones there and they, they see me, because I know they're projecting on me like another authority that I have to, just like my parents and my teachers, that I have to live up to and I'm going to disappoint this one too. So they, you, I can feel the resistance. You know what I tell them? I don't do this with everyone, but sometimes I'll do. I'll say, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, before we get started, whether you succeed or not in here, like whether you come in here and you get something or not, or whether your life gets better, like I really want it to happen for you and I care for you. But um, I don't think about you in between sessions. I'm gonna, I go to sleep just fine at night. If, what, if you do great because if we're meeting together, 
I'm happy, but I don't think about your success or failure outside of this room. So it's all on you, whether you want it. So I'm going to be offering, I'm going to be fully engaged. I will be in it with you in this room. I want you to do well, but know that if it's a pass or fail with you and, and you don't change or move in a different direction, it kind of doesn't bother me either way. And I still love you. And I will be here. Now, when we get into the Blu-ray, and this becomes a permanent, more permanent stage, mm -hmm. if, if you get pulled in for some reason down into the mudrooms, mm -hmm. the longer you have spent in the blue room, the quicker you can get back there because it's going to be, okay, wait a minute, right now I am in my floating self. Maybe I need to be in my floating self for a little bit, but I'm gonna, I know how to get back into my anchored self. So maybe what used to hurt a lot now is like, instead of a day of being pissed, it might be an hour. See, that's the thing is that the reason why it's a little bit hard to walk across the floor to get to your blue room when you're in the green room is that you think that you have to uh, teach the, the, those that are still in the mud rooms. You have to teach them how to be in the green room. And peace for you is to where you can say, but you go do you. If you need to fight because your self-esteem is at stake and you're still trying to work out your identity, and if that's important for you, okay, vete a jugar. But I, I don't have to watch it and I don't have to participate. And I'm not gonna. If, when, when you're in the green room and you, you realize how spacious it is, okay? and you want people to come into that in the mudrooms, you throw the rope down and then you get pulled out and into the mud and then you have to kind of come back in all muddy and whatnot. Uh, and you do that enough, it's like, oh man, I don't want to do that anymore. So then what happens though is you get, if you're not careful, what happens is that you're not going to be throwing the rope anymore to pull people up. What ends up happening is that people in the mudrooms are going to throw the rope up to you. Those that, are, those that are ready. Mm -hmm. No, well, because they want to connect with you, they're attracted to the green ray, mm -hmm. but y if you pull on it, you might get pulled back in. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is when you're in the blue room, when you're in the blue room, they may throw the rope up, but you will have the power in the blue room, you will have the power to decide what is the motivation of them pulling, throwing up the rope. You're not going to throw the rope down to them anymore because you don't want to be pulled from that. So you're not going to try to fix them or change them because that's never worked. It won't. And you realize I'm not responsible for your reactions. I'm responsible for mine. And so they're going to throw the rope, though. They want you to be on, your, in, on, your, on their side when they're fighting. You see, So they're going to throw the rope up. And you're going to be able to discern whether that throwing of the rope that has landed at your feet whether it is a sincere desire to get into the green room because they're really tired, it's really coming from a place of surrender. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it won't be you picking up the rope, it'll be Christ in you. Mm -hmm. Picking up the rope because somebody else was Christ to you pulling you up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It'll be you and Christ in you pulling up the rope and that come into the green room. But... You can also discern whether that rope's coming up and it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is another op opportunity for them to want me to fight on their fight, their, you know, fight their battles, be on their side. And I know if I pull on this, I'm going to get tugged right back in and I'm not going to. 
So in the blue room, you can discern the motivation behind the people in the mud room throwing the rope. Does that make sense? You understand that? Yeah. In the green room, anytime they throw up the ropes, like, oh, you're ready. Oh, and then you get yanked back in. But in the blue room, you have the ability to say, okay, wait a minute. I can tell that that throwing of the rope was something I want to respond to because it's real. Uh, but all the other times, uh, you just want me to come back in. And in the, I have to be honest though, in the blue room, is I said I said it and I'll say it again. It's kind of lonely. It's about my ego. The better I am at saving people and so on and so forth, the better I am, better Christian or better counselor, whatever it is. But it's really, it's power, it's prestige, mm-hmm. and it's possessions. I have another saved person under my belt, you know? Mm-hmm. In the blue room, you don't keep score. Mm-hmm. You don't care. You don't care. You, you learn to be alone, but you don't have to be lonely. Content, right? You can be alone, but you don't have to be lonely. Mm-hmm. And the reason why you can be alone is because you already feel connected. You see, the blue room is built upon the foundation of getting into the green room. The green room is the, the feeling, the, the heart feeling of being in love with God. It's, it's devotional. It's like I, I have a, I've had an encounter of love. Love has changed me. This is, for example, what Christianity is called being born from above. Because the energy is, is not either or, or um, uh, black and white, where you can't hold any paradoxes together. The energy in the green room is both and. It's paradoxes are held together. I'm both whole and I'm hurting. <laughs> and it's okay. I don't have to get rid of the hurting because this part is how I got here into wholeness. The blue has no problems of being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it might feel lonely every now and then, but mostly it doesn't because you're already connected to source. You're connected to God. You're seeing things from God's point of view a lot. You know what I mean? And God is all about giving people their freedom. Like, if you want to keep hitting your head, I mean, I hate it. I hate that you're doing it. It makes me sad that you are hurting yourself. But I'm going to respect you enough to give you that free will because that's my greatest gift for you is free will. And then hopefully you hear and follow the sounds of love and you move in from the cold, muddy, lower rooms into the heart, (laughs) to the green ray. But once you get into the blue ray, then you have that ability. Now, the indigo ray, that's, um, there's, there's quite a bit of climbing that has to happen. It's, it's, it's not hard climbing. There's not a lot of rain and stuff, like in the mud rooms. But the blue ray, you know, it's, it's a lot of climbing. It's tough. You have, you have to be very determined to get to the top of that, uh, the indigo. Because the indigo is where you learn not only how to be a co-creator and give you know, make computer changes in the program out there, but you end up, um, court, you know, end up coordinating lots of different types of programs. You learn, uh, how to do this reality pretty well, the third density space time, what we consider this reality, but you're also learning how to do like astral realm and you can do, and none of it is, Ooh, paranormal because it's all normal inside a cosmic body mm-hmm. you know and you're and you're awake in that now <laughs> and that feels like a suffering feels like such a loss mm-hmm. but they don't realize that if i say yes to the love i actually realize that everything that i've ever learned has got me to this moment of consummation mm-hmm. of of total mm-hmm. 
surrendering into unity, the unity of consciousness, mm-hmm. of the great heart of, of the one infinite creator. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because from the perspective of wholeness, from the perspective of light and love and wholeness, nothing is wasted. Everything belongs. Even all of my faults. Even all of my shadows. I was, I was telling you yesterday, no, you know what? Even Hitler or Trump, That's everyone right. is going to be having this opportunity. That's right. Either now or later. There's no one lost. There's no eternal hell. Because we are God having this experience. And in unity, which is the name of God's job, to be union and unity, there is no fragmentation. All things are reconciled. One great thing about being a therapist is that people don't come to me when they're just doing great, Mm -hmm. usually. You know, I mean, people usually have come to some level of, oh my God, I I just, I can't do this anymore. I'm so, I've tried to live this lower mudroom thing for however long or my kids i i I don't want my kids they're suffering Mm -hmm. i'm i i you know me so ironically the suffering of somebody else great love Mm -hmm. when i see them suffer is my own suffering well that's that's green ray that's parents who are in their lower chakras that are stuck you know and they're and they're here and they're they they don't even know that they're entrapped Uh If their kid comes to them with legitimate reasons by saying, I'm really anxious or I'm really depressed, they, those parents cannot hear that because they will, because they're, it's about me. They're, who con- am I? they're uh, connected to their orange ray, uh-huh. which is all about who am I? They will think and immediately, I failed? it'll be a threat. When the, the, the public's going to think about me. That's right. Uh-huh. It wasn't, it's not my, you don't even know what depression is. You don't even know what sadness is. Don't tell me, you, you didn't have to live my life. My life did it, did it, and so you can't even, don't even, you're not depressed. I've worked so hard to get this family the way it is. You will not repay me by telling me this is depression or anxiety. And, and really being a mirror. See, the more that you are in your blue ray and indigo ray here, mm-hmm. the more that you realize your actual main job with other people because you know yourself so well. See, there is no, the mud room is dried and it's beautiful now, okay? Uh, so you're, you're getting like full, there's no more log jam. Everything's just coming straight through. And then your heart, like you see people almost instantly from a sense of like holistic stuff, mm-hmm. you see? And then you get into these areas, the, t- the upper uh, rooms, and, you're, and it's so much more streamlined. When you're in those rooms, you are able to immediately, almost immediately, sense what the other person needs, where they're blocked, um, what would help them, what wouldn't. And you really actually realize that you can't show them what they're not ready for, even though you know. So what you do is you actually become a mirror. And the more that you become into your indigo ray and really become like Christ-like, you know, or Buddha-like or whatever. You are the mirror, crystal mirror, like a totally clean Windexed, you know, mirror that the other person can see themselves in and see if they're hurting themselves or if they're, they should be joyful when they're, because can you cook a cake that takes 30 minutes to cook and just turn up the heat into like 400 degrees and then cook it for five? Never works. So you understand everything's a process. And it took you a while to get to the sixth floor. You're going to respect somebody else. 
and you're going to have the mirror, you're going to be a mirror, and you're going to say something like, you know, to be honest with you, you're hurting yourself, and it's sad that you have to feel like you have to do that. And here's how you're hurting yourself, A, B, C, D. Um, but it's your choice. If you need to do that, you know, okay, uh, I'm here. I love you. I'm not going anywhere. But I'm, I'm not going to, like, stand here and watch you hate yourself. You see what I'm saying? So that would be you being a mirror. In that moment, you were in your blue ray. Because blue ray, you are intentionally choosing, I love you, but I'm not going to make you do anything because I've already tried. I'm going to be a mirror with full compassion but boundaries. And you get to decide. See, that's a mirror. Good job. Yeah, no, see, you make a reaction. You say, wow. That's true. So it's a, it's a good thing about this mirror because, especially when you need to mentor, I digo Guillermo, es que es como una responsabilidad que el planeta está así, te toca vivirlo. Es como una mesa. Tú tienes los los jóvenes y te están empujando de la mesa. Pues no quítate es mi mesa ahora. Yeah. Ya no es tu mesa. Vete uh, a la esquina. Yeah. Y tú, no, pero es que era mi mesa. Yo yo manejaba la mesa, no. Pero ahora la manejas diferente, ¿verdad? Porque tienes que estar allá y ellos tienen que voltear a ver. It's your responsibility as a mentor. Yeah. If you want to make this world a better place. That's right. If that, you know, see Sofia, he says, okay, I have to do my part to be the mirror to hopefully these guys generationally think. That's right. And here's the thing is when you understand the metaphysics that I, you know, I were talking about today, when you understand that more and more as true, then... It's a law. It's a law. Like, this is karma. This is what karma is. Because if you don't get it in this lifetime, don't worry. There is no eternal hell. You die, you get reborn on this planet or another planet. It doesn't matter. It'll be third density again. And you'll get a chance to keep working on it. Like, okay, you didn't pass third grade. No problem. You know, you can be in it for as long as you need to be. Uh, you're not. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you, you understand? Like, there is no casting out. Y puede haber algo así que cuando estás más arribito un poco dices, no, I don't want to. Yeah. I wanted to learn it now. Here. Well, here, I'm going to be honest with you though, okay? This is just my belief. I, I could be wrong again. But when, a, when you start to really occupy the blue and indigo rays more, you actually don't even care. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you realize... Your whole reason why you're here, I mean, now you start to look at like, a, if I'm, you know, you, a little girl in Guatemala, you know, it's like, even all of that hard stuff was all so that I could be an instrument. Like I, I chose to be here at this particular time in this body with these issues so that I could be of the greatest service mm -hmm. and give me the opportunity to wake up as fully as I possibly can. And I'm doing exactly that. I'm so grateful, even if I feel like I'm not very effective, you know, because I realize all the dreams and fantasies I had earlier of changing the world is like, eh, it was naive. But I'm so grateful to be right here that I'm not even thinking about like, uh, ooh, if I'm we're reincarnation or if I'm coming back or not, because it's like, I'm all, I'm so in the eternal now. I'm so in the moment okay. right now. And the real adepts, the real positive adepts, learn to find their identity in the deep now, in the here, and your, your identity now is I am God, not in an egoic way. I, it's not like I am God and you're not, it's I'm God and we all are. 
So and we are God, but that is not like God lives in us. Is we are God. Uh, both. Both. Okay. Both are true. More For me, God is always the, the name of God is this. There's three things. It is the Trinity. The name of God is this. God transcends all things. So there's a layer of transcendence even in the idea that I am going to create. Like there's a there's still a layer that God is still asleep at. You know, I mean, it's still a transcendence there. Like even around the light, there's there's darkness. Mm-hmm. Not darkness, black and evil, but more of like unexplored. <laughs> that transcends even even the light. And then God, so God eternally transcends, just like you're you are the God of your cells. There's a layer above us that transcends and includes us. And that's true infinitely. Two, God eternally incarnates as things. So everything, every molecule, every atom, every plant, every you, every me, every negative being, every positive being, everything is God experiencing God's self. God is experiencing God's self. The creator is experiencing what it means to be the creator through the unique particularity singularity of that particular subatomic particle or that universe each thing is giving me if i'm god uh, an experience of myself and then god eternally indwells there's always an area of um a fountain everything has a fountainhead well it's a mess if you're in the lower chakras Mm -hmm. it feels like a mess because you know, it is kind of chaotic out there. But when you're in the heart or when you're in the higher chakras, it's the mess is sacred. Like the mess is itself a, a lesson, a school for us to learn through dealing with this mess in, in a loving way and learning how to set boundaries. You actually learn that, wow, just like God creates flow to create all of the, uh, stars and you know that there's a level of god that's in charge of that let's say um i doug am god in this particular level okay where i get to flow i get to create flow that can help arrange things that are here so that they awaken to their own divinity so when I, for example, what the law of one teaches is that when I'm loving on my kitty or my dog or even, even these plants, if you give them enough love and enough like of your heart and yourself, you give them individuation, like I'm calling my dog Frankie and her, her name is Frankie and she learns, knows herself as Frankie and she knows herself in relationship to me. Do you know what happens is that they reach a certain level of self-awareness that the next time they incarnate, it won't be as a dog or won't be as a plant. It'll actually be as a third density human. So third density humans can author life. Love calls unto love. Deep calls unto deep. And we can author life from second density. We individuate and they become third density beings. Just like higher densities pull on us and pull us into fourth density. Do you see how beautiful that is?